Hello, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. This week, the Ringer is launching a new podcast feed called Boom Bust, the new hub for narrative podcasts documenting the rise and fall of companies, celebrities, and trends. Season one, hosted by our own Alyssa Bereznak, takes you through this spectacular journey of HQ trivia, the once $100 million industry-altering company turned disaster. Alyssa interviewed dozens of former employees, investors, journalists, and fans, bringing you the behind-the-scenes story of how HQ crumbled from within. Subscribe to Boom Bust HQ Trivia and check out the first two episodes out now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, joined by my co-host, Mr. Vince Carter. You see in the house with my Were you just flexing your, I was going to say, are you just flexing <laughs> your shirt right now? Um, I've, been waiting, I've, been, I've been waiting to wear this for a while. You're from Florida, so you know. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, right. yeah. I've, I've, been a, I've, I've been a Bucks fan for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, outside of 2003, it's been, it's been rough. We're going to get to that in a second, but let me introduce <laughs> our guest really quick, which is Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, six-time Pro Bowler, and of course, Hall of Famer, Marcus Allen. I'm delighted to be here, guys. And that's yes. only a few. Yeah, just to name a few. Well, right. that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> so thank you so much. I, I don't want to exalt myself. I just, I'm just coming here to have a conversation, which is uh, cool. Appreciate it. We're just here for a conversation too. Um, and Vince, I will not give you the floor for however long you need to talk about how excited you are about Tom Brady and the Bucks. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying, it's just, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to, to, to really speak on it. And uh, it's just, it's just great that we've tried, we've hopefully we've turned the corner um, as a Bucks fan for so long. We just want to put a product out there. That's, you know, to be proud of. And we, we've had moments. We've had moments that we were so close to making the playoffs the last couple of years, but, you know, just falling short. So obviously when you get a guy like Tom Brady and, and can bring a, 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 some talent like a Gronkowski and with the talent that we already have, yeah, you never know. You know, but it's, it's 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 exciting that we have that you going into the season now like, oh, we have a legitimate chance to be uh, a contender and, and, and be competitive. And this is different from everybody in the NFL landscape uh, to see Tom Brady in a different uniform. Absolutely. But, I mean, when you think about a coach, it would be actually perfect for him. Bruce Arians is great. Everybody loves Bruce. And I think it's, it's clear that's the reason that he's down there um, mm-hmm. conversing with him and, and, and seeing the opportunity that uh, that's present before them. I think he's going to do everything to make him comfortable, put him in a proper position obviously the Titans there now he has some wide receivers he has a running game there uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, I'm looking forward to it myself yeah and I told a lot of my friends and, and who are books fans I said because of who Tom Brady is and what he demands and, and obviously his pedigree you're going to start seeing other players either coming out of retirement or asking <laughs> for a trade to and, and wanting to go play in Tampa just because I mean it's a it's a great opportunity and obviously who want, who doesn't want to play for uh, a winning quarterback like that so um, you know we're 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 taking all applications. Well, I, I appreciate the assist there, Vince, but I'm not going to take it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was just checking. There's no way I'm coming out of retirement. Oh, okay, Vince. just checking. <laughs> I was just Father checking. Father Time. Hey, well, I mean, if, if there's one person that beats Father Time, it's you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shoot. This year was what, 22nd season? 22nd season. Yeah. 22nd season. Come on, yeah, man. That doesn't happen. I mean, right. I played 16. I mean, uh, it's, it's, that doesn't happen. It's sort of a rarity, too, in the National Football League, especially in my position. So, um, what do you attribute to? My willingness to do whatever it takes to stay stick around. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, with dieting and putting extra work in, getting there early, you know, all the things, the laundry list of things that you have to do, I'm willing to stick to that list of things. And that's what's kind of attributed to me sticking around because if I skipped steps or didn't want to do it, I wouldn't be here. In my mind, I had, uh, I, I thought about 10 years. Wow, what a great career, right? And then, you know, I, I hit that mark and then I said, well, you know, I still feel great. Let me, let me continue to play. And then every year after that, I basically said the same thing. And, and then it was like, you're 13. I mean, at that point, you're supposed to retire, but I still felt good. So I continued and uh, had an opportunity. You know, we, we fell short a couple of times to, uh, to, you know, to go all the way or get to the playoffs and to the, to the final game. But we, unfortunately, man, we, we, you know, we hit, we had guys that weren't completely professional. I'm just going to leave it at that. They never showed up or they, they were out late on that Saturday night when we needed them home and stuff like that. So we never uh, were able to do it in Kansas City, but I was glad this year uh, as a former chief player to see the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's uh, go. I mean, it, it was remarkable. You a Chiefs fan? I am a Chiefs fan. Give me my moment, Vince. I was a Kansas City right, Chiefs ahead. cheerleader when I was in college. Yes. What school did you go to? I went to the University of Kansas. Okay. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Go KU. Uh, the most dominant men's basketball program in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I only went she out there once. She couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vince, I went out there once. I, I, I stopped at Yellow Sub after I went to a game. Guess who I went to go see? With Jason Kidd. I think he played, it was a Darnell Valentine. I, mean, I don't know, maybe. Um, maybe he's a loader, but I, I went to see Jason Kidd. Cal played Kansas. Okay. Mm. And so I went to see Jason Kidd because I obviously, you know, heard about him when I was, uh, I mean, absolutely, you know, knew uh, the guys in California who were good and stuff like that. And Jason, uh, you know, was amazing. So I went yes, to see him. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. So I went to uh, KU once and I stopped at Yellow Sub. She should know where that is. That's a, that's a great sub place. It's awesome. That's the best thing you got out of Lawrence was yellow sub. That sounds about it. That sounds about it. No, it's like the best place to watch college basketball. Well, the game was great, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. But then I stopped the yellow sub and then I went home. So you're saying yellow sub was a great, the best place to watch college basketball, Andy? No, no. Well, Alan Tinhouse. Oh. Thank you. Uh, you know you, that. Come on. No. Come on. <laughs> you know that. You know that. That's not true. Well, anyway, back to the Kansas City Chiefs. I wanted to ask you because I know like you played a majority of your career with the Raiders, but obviously you had a, a long time with the Chiefs. How did you feel about that? How excited were you? Does it feel like a piece of your heart kind of got that Super Bowl? Because it did for me. No, I mean, no, it, it didn't feel like a piece of mind, but I was certainly happy. And, you know, and people always ask me and they say, Marcus, uh, when you went into the Hall of Fame, which team did you go in? And I said, as a chief and a Raider. Right. And people want you to pick one over the other. And I said, yeah. no, I played 16 years. I, I enjoyed both teams. Uh, and, um, it, you know, it's almost like choosing, you know, they want you to choose which child you like over the other. And I said, it's not going to happen. So that's their issue, not mine. Everybody knows that I played for the Raiders. I love the Raiders. And everybody knows I played for the Chiefs. And I love the Chiefs. And was certainly, but I must admit, I was certainly happy for 
the Chiefs, obviously, you know how, you know, the numbers work and whether it's uh, poetry, whatever you want to call it, you know, 50 years later, it was just great to see them, you know, the last time, I think it was, you know, 71, I think it was, right? 71, uh, I saw the game. I was a young man watching, yeah, the game in New, uh, New Orleans, uh, the Chiefs against the Vikings. And so years later, um, and, and I got to tell you, though, I was happy for the fans of Kansas City. I mean, there are a few people that deserve it more than them. They're the best fans. They made me feel so welcome. I appreciated them so much. We didn't, you know, even though we had, to, you know, the teams to, to win, that we didn't win, right? Because, you know, I look at that entire city uh, as just an amazing city. And, and, and then more importantly, um, at the time Lamar Hunt was alive, we wanted to win it for him because he was such a great guy. I don't know if you know much about Lamar, but on our team, Marty Schottenheimer, he would let the, uh, the you know, based on seniority, we would write in our first class. And the owner was in back. But he, from what I understood, he wrote coach all the time. Whether, whether he was traveling back home to Dallas or whatever, he was just a modest man. I remember a time, Vince, uh, when he came through the locker room and um, he was he was walking into the locker room and he was greeted by one of those uh, security guards that was wearing a yellow jacket. And the guy said, you can't come in. And he didn't say, hey, wait, wait, what? do you know who I am? I own this thing. He didn't say anything. He just walked around to the other door and went in the other uh, other door. He was that kind of man. And so... I was happy for the family. I mean, when you look at the mom, I mean, you know, she hasn't missed the Super Bowl. So it was, I mean, she's really the first lady of football. When you really think about it. That's cool. Yeah, that's a great family. And your involvement, do you have much involvement with the Chiefs and or the Raiders? You know, possibility of doing something with the Raiders. You know, I'm constantly in touch with Mark uh, Davis. We talk a lot. We talked before the draft and um, actually um, had an opportunity to um I was hanging with him and John Gruden at a uh, Golden Knights game in Las Vegas. It was it was, it was great. We were all on the uh, on the ice. Down, it was it, it was awesome. So I go back on occasion. I haven't gone lately, but to the alumni games in Kansas City because again, I, I feel you know those fans treated me so special. Uh, I remember that this was. I remember we uh, we lost a game. We should have won. Uh, I must have stayed in the locker room an hour afterwards. I was I was just so disappointed. And then I finally drove home. When I was driving home, there wasn't a car on the road. Man, I thought the rapture took place and I got left behind. Man. <laughs> it was like what? it was like. I mean, it was it was. I mean, that's how you know the fans took it. They were they were down in the dumps for a while because they know we had a team to win and we didn't pull it off and stuff. And and so um, when you have you know fan support like that, that really. You know, that's really great. And the other memorable moment for me was when we lost the uh, the championship game to the uh, Buffalo Bills. And nobody beats Buffalo in Buffalo, but we had them on the ropes. And then, unfortunately, Joe Montana got knocked out. And I remember after the game, we didn't get home until, like, about like midnight. But when we landed, we jumped in our cars. And on the exit out of the freeway, I mean, fans were lined up on both sides of the road all the way to the freeway. I mean, it was amazing, man. You know, it was amazing. So Loyal fans. Yeah. So I was really happy for him, man. I was happy for him more than anyone. Yeah, that was awesome to watch and to watch Patrick Mahomes and, and all them. And for the Hunt family, I was very happy for everyone. I personally felt like I won the Super Bowl. But let's talk about the Raiders. <laughs> you said that you were at a Golden Knights game in Vegas. What do you think about their move to Vegas? 
Well, I think it was, uh, they really had no choice. You got to think about this. I mean, you know, everybody thinks this is something that they've been, you know, aspiring to do for the last, you know, five or six years. No, since 1982, that's when I joined the team. Uh, they moved down to Los Angeles to get a better stadium. And unfortunately, that deal did not work out down there. So they moved back to Oakland. And I think um, the city made certain promises uh, with seat licenses and everything and didn't, didn't follow through uh, on that. You know, Mark, I think, did everything he could to keep the team in Oakland. I think because when you look at the, you know, when you look at the Raiders, they're sort of synonymous with that area. But, you know, they didn't, in, in, in today's game, in today's environment, in the landscape of the National Football League, if you don't have a state-of-the-art facility, I mean, you're being left behind. And so they needed one. They were playing in the the oldest stadiums, I think, right. respectively. In, I think it was 64, 67, the Raiders and the Chargers, I think. I mean, just cement seats, basically, that would, with pads. It was a dinosaur. And it's going to sound so weird to call them the Las Vegas Raiders. I've gotten used to it already. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about a team like Vince as a player living in Vegas? Like, I know there's more than just the Las Vegas Strip, but do you see that being problematic? Or, like, is it something that they can just avoid? Yeah, I think certainly it's going to have some challenges. Um, you know, it, Vegas offers an awful lot. It can be very, very distracting. And if your head isn't screwed on correctly... And if you're not uh, a professional, a true professional, yeah, you can get sidetracked there. And that's something that you don't want to do. Uh, you know, the first thing that I always think about is gambling. And then I think about the nightlife. I mean, you know, just imagine a, a, a player, you know, losing a lot of money and then, you know, going and playing that week. And, you know, all he's really thinking about is the money that he lost and trying to recoup it. I mean, all those things, you know, I've thought about it, and I'm sure, you know, the team's thought about it as well. So. Um, you know, listen there. They 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 didn't move there without thinking everything through. I don't think the National Football League wouldn't have sat down with them and and, and talked about all these serious uh, challenges before them and stuff. But I think they'll everything will be fine. Uh, yeah, I I think for 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 the teams, if um the the Raiders, I I encourage particularly my younger guys to get in early and kind of allow them to get that out of their system before camp started and let them just live young, wild and free as they do before it's actually time to get to work. Because I think once you're, you're in it, you know, just like, just like living here in Atlanta. I mean, it's just, it's so much to do here in Atlanta, but like once you're here and you've done it so uh, for after a while, it's just like, okay, yeah, it's there, but it's, I'm not interested in it. So I, I think they should encourage you know, their young guys to get in there, obviously to get their work done, but to kind of get that part of it out of the system. But at, at the same time, that is a home field advantage yeah. that they will have. <laughs> it certainly is. Hey, I got a question. Hey, what, what's your middle name? Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Richard Dent's name is Lamar too, right? His middle name is Lamar. And then Barry Bonds is Lamar. So when I was growing up. Tracy McGrady also. My oh, cousin really? Tracy, his middle name. I, never, I, I, did, I didn't know that. And when I was growing up, I actually didn't like it. Neither did I. That's funny. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny, right? I thought it sounded a little bit soft, right? So was Right. Like, I was like, Lamar? That's weird. But now it's you guys like... Can do better. Yeah, we've grown yeah. into it now. Yeah, so exactly. That's so crazy. And then the other thing is I uh, used to be, what, a, a, a quarterback? On the, on the yeah, field? I was a quarterback. I was a quarterback. Wow. I played quarterback. I, 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 I was a running back. You know, I started getting taller, but I, I was a quarterback as I got older, and uh, then and I played safety. 
Okay. What? So th- that's exactly what I played. Uh, did you? How tall were you when you played quarterback? Uh, probably six three. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you yeah. you had yeah you hadn't got quite to that six six. Uh, no, nah, not quite yet. I was in I was in high school. I played well. Look, Right before high school, I was yes, about six three playing quarterback. And then when I was a running back, I was taller than everybody out there running back, and everybody was aiming for knees and ankles. So had to transition out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen here, I know how that is, man. You got to be able to protect those. Man. Yeah, exactly. Did you play any other sports, Marcus, or just football? I, I played baseball, and I played. Uh, you know, back then you played the big three. I mean, yeah. your first sport before anything else was really baseball. So. I remember, you know, um, trying to be like Willie Mays and, mm-hmm. and Hank Aaron and Roberto Clemente. They're, those were my guys growing up and stuff. And I remember playing hooky. The Baltimore Orioles played the uh, Cincinnati Reds in the World Series. I think I was like 11 years old or something like that. I started going to school. And then once my parents left, I doubled back, go back and watch the game. Right. I, was, I, was, I was really hooked and stuff. Man. And then I played baseball, too, uh, rather basketball. I know you won't believe this, but I got recruited by Jim Herrick to go to UCLA. UCLA? Oh, wow. wow. What position? A guard? Uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was a shooter. Okay. <laughs> well, Can you but- still shoot? I, well, I haven't played. I don't, I don't play, you know, in anything that is challenging for the knees. I mean, you know, who wants to just sort of, you know, stand out there and play horse and stuff right. like that. I mean, if right. you're going to play, you really want to play and stuff like that. And so I'm always careful. You know, I've, I've, I've gone this long, you know, I played 16 years, guys, and never had a knee surgery. Um, I had some knee um, you know, partial tears, but none that required surgery. So I try to avoid things like that <laughs> it's a lot of pounding so that but it's amazing why he's still playing considered considering how many times i mean he's jumped off the floor and has landed on the right. floor right it, it seems like every other play nowadays the yeah, game is so it, up and down and it it, it, it it appears like you haven't lost your vertical i mean most of us Vince. i mean you know when i first started playing football i was going over the top of everybody right Hey, year 14, 15, dude, I was trying to sneak underneath. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't elevate anymore. So, yo, so with that being said, coming down to like year 15 and then year 16, when did, what, what helped you decide that was it? Well, okay. There's, there's a couple of things. And I think, I know you, 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 you probably think of these things as well. Intellectually, you know, you can't play forever. Ever. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, it's it's been in your blood since you were a kid. This is what I've been doing, right? You just say, I got I got a transition. It's 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 a lot easier when you're reading the Wall Street Journal and everybody else is playing video games in the uh, <laughs> in the locker room and you don't have anybody to talk to. Um, I love being a mentor to players and stuff like that, but uh, monetarily is the other challenge, right? You're being paid so much money, but you know, at some point you got to, you just got to, you know, you got to move on. For me, it was like, they wanted me to play um, a 17th year. And I, I thought about it, but I said, enough's enough. I think, you know, I've had a great run and uh, it's a young man's game. And so I said, this is it. I mean, but it's not easy. It's you could have played a 17th year. Yes, yeah. I'm going to play the 17th year. And I don't know how you practice and stuff like that. For me, every time I touch the ball, even in year 16, 
I ran the ball 40 yards or more down the field every time. So Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday were my work days, right? And I worked. I worked, right? I mean, I didn't have a coach to say, Marcus, uh, sit down. You know, I was always expected to lead, right? I was always expected to work you know, hard and, 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 and lead by example. So I did that, right? And then I know some guys, man, where they were like, man, the coach said, hey, just relax. We'll just get you ready for the game. I could have played 20-something years. I had that regiment. coach, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. I appreciate it that way. I've always been um, sort of a, you know, I always believe a free lunch cost a dollar ninety-nine. Nobody was going to give you nothing. And so you had to go out and earn it, you know. Yeah. And, and to me, I always worked on my craft. I was always in my own world. I would do whatever I had to do to motivate myself. You know, I mean, I would talk to myself. I would curse myself out. I would call myself names. You sorry, son of a gun. Get your butt down the field. Because you know this every single day. You know, you, you, you know you're not, it's not easy. Right. And for, and for, you know, my case, 16, 22, I mean, for you, it's like, you know, it's not easy, man. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge sometimes. So you got to do whatever you can. You got to have some sort of mechanism to get you going. In some sort of mindset that every single day says, hey, no matter what, you know, I'm moving forward. I'm going to be the best I can possibly be. And it's so crazy to hear you say that because it's some of the things that you just mentioned and said, I like I, I definitely have experience and, and hear and go through. It's like as you get over this, like, yeah, we want to preserve you, get you ready for the game. Hey, just sit on the side, let the young guys. But you've done it one way for so long and that's just what your body knows, what your mind knows. And, you know, when you've gone through it so many years, you're, you prepare that way, you know, well, I've done it. Like I say, I run 40 yards up the field every time, whether I'm 22, 32, 42, 52, that's just what my body was trained to do. And I, I think sometimes people tend to forget when you've done it for so long, that's just what you know. So it, to hear sometimes like, Hey, take the, take, I, I didn't, I couldn't just sit out of entire practice. Every time I would sit there, I felt guilty. You know, it's like, I, no, I'm supposed to be out here. That's just what I, you know, supposed to do. Like, I, I just hated missing practices. And it's it surprised, especially the young guys and some coaches. Like, man, the fact that you're still out here, you're still willing to practice and at this age, it was like, that's just what I know. My body is trained for that. And, and, and it works. That's why you played 22 years and maybe yes, 23. Sir. No, nah, 22. <laughs> Is this That's it? it? That's it. Can't trick him. Nope. <laughs> it's been a great run. I hope you get the whole rock and chair tour, man. I really do. <laughs> nah, it's cool, man. It's been great. No, man. You've been such a staple of the game, man. You've been, you know, whether it's been sanity or whatever, half man, half amazing, all these things, man. My brother used to call me from Toronto, right? Because he played a... Uh, right, right. That's right. He would tell me, man, oh, man, insanity, dude. He's like, yeah. He was pretty darn good himself. Yeah, he. I love I love my brother. Uh, he's yeah. a good dude, man. Good dude, so... Is he still in Canada? He's still in Toronto. <laughs> hey, it, it gets everybody... That's so funny, man. That's so funny. <laughs> Vince, you want that rocking chair tour or no? He deserves that. Listen here. I yeah, mean, listen here. I, I he's not, he's not going to exalt himself, but yeah, he just, I'm, I'm telling you. Right. From what I witnessed. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. You can't mention basketball without mentioning him. Right. I'm going to say that. Bars. Well, Vince, you know, there's always that option, but it seems like you've made up your mind, but let us yeah. know if you change. Okay. Cause we don't All know right. about, we don't know what the season holds for us, you know, so it might not get that opportunity. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you basically missed out on this season. So, you may. Yeah. No. See, you sound like Andy now. 
<laughs> I pick my battles now, Marcus. I know that one. Yeah, you, you're a smart one. <laughs> you were talking about retirement and all that. And this is for both of you guys, Vince, you're almost retired. But when you think back, I mean, I know you're a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, but did you accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish as a football player? I, I missed out on one thing. Vince is going to, he's going to laugh at this. I should have been the Pro Bowl MVP and I wasn't. I was really mad. I think I caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, ran a touchdown, and they gave it to somebody else. Oh, man. No, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. No, that's... I don't know if I did all that, but it was something close to that. I was going like, how did it give it to somebody else? <laughs> and so, uh, listen here. I mean, when I look back, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Vince. At the age of 10, I decided what side of the television set I wanted to be on. And 11, I said I wanted to win a Heisman Trophy. I mean, when I think about all the things that I dreamed about and all the things that have come true, it is, it is, it's only by the grace of God, really. I'm, I'm telling you, it's like, when I say I, I try not to exalt myself, you know, I, I can't because it's like, I'm so fortunate and I, and I live with such gratitude because it's, it's like, why was I put in the position for all these things to happen? I had the great, you know, I have great parents, right? I have great siblings, right? I mean, everything sort of lined up for me, you know. Um, when I went to USC, think about this. All the running backs, and, and that was, at that time, it was tailback U, right? It was the hottest school in, in the country, and everybody wanted to play that one position. And think about this. When I go there, nobody go, nobody's, no, nobody goes there that year. So I'm playing deep. I'm, I'm a defensive back. All the running backs get hurt, and guess who they asked to come over? Me. And if I didn't play quarterback in high school, let me tell you a story about my coach. And this is why, you know, we, and, and I'm sure both of you guys can appreciate this. We have blind spots in life, right? Some things we can't see about ourselves that others can. And my high school coach wanted me to play quarterback, and I didn't want to. And so I was on the defensive side of the ball. Reluctantly, I went over under center, and I fumbled the ball eight times in a row on purpose and he kicked me off the team I thought he was crazy what I was the best player in San Diego he kicked me off the team and so I go home you know I take a shower and I go home and I, I'm, I'm thinking my dad is going to be livid right he's going to go up there and just you know give him a few choice words well when my dad got home and I told him he said well that's between you two so I had to go back I'm, I'm thankful he didn't rescue me because obviously you know that's what a lot of parents do. So I had to go back and apologize in the playing quarterback. And the fact that I ran the ball as a quarterback uh, allowed USC to see me, you know, something other than a defensive back. And, and that, and then the rest is sort of, sort of history, you know, and then I went to Heisman trophy, then I went to rookie of the year, then I went to Super Bowl MVP, then I went to the league MVP. Then I went to comeback player of the year. Something light. All that. To, and you were recruited as a defensive back. Yes. I, I, I got to tell you what, I was an athlete more than anything else. And that's why I said, you know, people say, you know, what a great athlete. And then I know some guys that play football, I'll, I'll use that for, as an example, that if you took them to the golf course um, and, and, and their swings were, you know, their drafting was based on their swing, they would be free agents. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so I always say there are a lot of guys that are sports specific, right? But then there's a lot of guys that can actually do everything. Like Bo Jackson can do everything. everything. Said, That's what I call an athlete. Right. Well, I was an athlete, right? 
And so, I mean, I, I love baseball. I could play basketball. I mean, and then football. And football for me really was the first sport that, you know, all of a sudden I started getting attention. So I said, okay, I'll play football. And what position you play in baseball? I pitched a one hitter in an all star game, man, when I was uh, 12. Yeah. Dude hit a home run off me. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm a fastball. Got a little, no, I think I hung a curve and he hit it out and stuff. But, I mean, I played short, I pitched, I caught. I, so whatever they needed you, they 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 needed for you to clean up. They say, go, go handle that. Yes, that's dope. So again, yeah, no, I was I was an athlete, man, and, and all I wanted to do. My mother would always say I was the uh, first one out of the house for sports and the last one out of the house for everything else. And I would events, I would lose my shoes and stuff. And it was time to go to church. I said, Mom, I can't find my shoes because I wanted to stay home and watch a football game. Right, right, right. Dude, I'd make up all kinds of excuses, man. And, and she started peeping game. Everything that we saw on television, we went out and emulated the backyard. We had a basketball court. We went out, you know, I, I love Walt Frazier growing up, right? Uh, Jerry West, I, you know, I mean, I, and I love the Celtics and the and the, uh, the Lakers and that rivalry and stuff, man. And then Kareem, when he played for the Bucks, man, and all these different guys. I mean, it was just, it was just amazing, man. So, I mean, that's how I sort of grew up. That was my sort of landscape of, um, you know, what inspired me and stuff. But the one person, I, I only asked an autograph for one person. That was Muhammad Ali. He was, he was by far the most amazing person to me. And my dad let us, um, Miss school. I think it was in 71 and he was fighting Ken Norton and uh, he was, he was, um, he was practicing up at, uh, working out up at San Diego state university. And our dad let us uh, get out of school and went up and as 11 year old, I got a chance to meet him. Now Vince, you're talking about, wait, this, this is where you talk about interesting, man. One of my best friends is, is, uh, is, is Julius, Dr. Dr. Mm -hmm. Now think about, when you're trying to emulate all these guys when you're young and then they become your, you guys that, you know, right. It's just like, I mean, I mean, I, I sometimes go through um, the, the airport and if I'm with somebody and, and it's just amazing to me, it's like, you see that mag magazine rack over there. I say, I know that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, that person. And they go, really? I say, yeah. I mean, it, but it's amazing. You know, it's just like, and it's a, it's a mutual admiration society, you know that, but to grow up and to admire these guys and then to become friends with them, it's just, man, you know, it's just a, sort of a dream come true. I mean, I can imagine some of the legendary just meetings of, of minds of all of your friends um, who you've, you know, mentioned before. It, it's just great. But you did, you never mentioned, who was, who did you look up to in football? Like who were, who were you kind of the guy, like you, when you watched all of these guys and all the names that you named for basketball and baseball? Well, Who was there, it for there, football? There were there were a ton of guys that I liked, right? Okay. I liked I liked the Juice when he played. I liked the Greg Pruitt when he played. Uh, I like Walter Payton. <laughs> I mean, I liked yeah. there were a ton of guys. And then I liked guys defensively because that's what I played as well. Right. So okay. I mean, you know, there was a lot of guys that and I said before earlier, I mean, when I look at the the fabric of my, you know, success, there's a lot of guys that would be a a lot of guys on that quilt, you know what I mean? I, and there were certain sports like, I mean, like Ali, but there were cer certain sports, you know, I didn't even play. I liked Arnold Palmer at the time. He inspired me, and I, I didn't even really play golf, but, but he was great, and he had this following and stuff, and I said, you know, one day I want that, you know? And so there was a lot of guys 
when I really think about it. I mean, you know, to me, Bill Russell, when you think about that, right? right. Bill's just a, a phenomenal guy. And, and the epitome of a champion there, buddy. Jim Brown, who I, you know, was a really, really good friend of mine. I mean, these are like not only guys that have, um, they were incredible um, at their sport, but there were forces of nature when it came to, you know, um, you know, public policy and, and inspiring people and, and making change and stuff like that. And so I grew up at a time, you know, in the early 60s where, you know, I, I, was, I was taught about Jackie Robinson and, uh, you know, the, you know, <clears throat> Bill Russell was the first player coach and all those things. I was taught about all that stuff. And so I, I grew up with this profound respect for those guys because uh, they had more to deal with than just, you know, my room service wasn't right. You know what I mean? They had a lot of issues. And, and I've always been one of those guys that wanted to pass the baton. You know, I wanted to make an impact as well. So... For me, you know, um, you know, challenging the National Football League, I was one of the players who sued the National Football League for AHC. So I feel like I've done something to benefit uh, not only the players in the past, but the players in the future as well. So, Vince, I don't mean to put you on blast, but Marcus, did you know Dr. J is like one of Vince's, can I say idol? Is that a word I can oh, use yeah. here? He's, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the guys I looked up to. Yeah, we're going to go to I dinner. think I told him. I we're think I told to you that. The three, yeah, yeah, yeah. The three of us going to go to dinner once this uh, when this is over with. So yes, that's great. That's a legendary dinner. I'll be there. We'll I'll need a photo of that. For sure. <laughs> I hope so, Vince. But I wanted to ask you because, and I know we kind of talked about this on our last episode, but Marcus already answered. But for you, you've never been about chasing a ring. That was never, you know, your maybe not maybe a priority, but it was never something you wanted to do. But for you, looking back, is there anything that you kind of wish you would have accomplished, or anything that made you want to stay, maybe another year or two? Definitely that. I mean, obviously, when you go into your sport uh, uh, of of any kind. You know, you want to reach the highest uh, level and the pinnacle and you want to hold that trophy. And obviously coming into the NBA, that's what it was about. I mean, I, well, in the beginning, it was just about stop establishing myself and, you know, wanted to prove that I was deserving of my draft pick and, and Toronto taking the chance of making that trade draft night to bring me on. And obviously, you know, there were three picks ahead of me, four, three, if you would, four picks ahead of me, but I wanted to prove that I was worthy of being probably the best rookie and I won rookie of the year. And what were the look, Warriors thinking about? <laughs> they had already had, they, they said, I guess they had Antoine and Maya. Toronto had already had uh, told me coming to my workout that I should work out for them. Cause if I was available at four, they were going to draft me. So I think going in, they already knew they were going to get, they were going to draft me and they were doing the favor of drafting Antoine to keep him from, I think Dallas at the time. Cause I think Dallas really wanted Antoine. So they, they had already made a deal say, all right, we'll draft Antoine, you draft him, and we'll swap. So it was already understood. I, it, it was surprising to me, but yeah, and, and as I moved forward, it's just, you know, you want to become an all-star. And obviously, you know, just being a part of the all-star, I was able, I was fortunate enough to being leading vote getter three or four years in a row and uh, with some of the best players, players in the world at the time. So outside of winning a championship, man, I'm just thankful uh, that I, I'm able to outlast my draft class. You know, that's an by accomplishment. You know, that's an accomplishment in itself. <laughs> uh, not by too much because Dirk was, uh, Dirk and Paul, well, well, the last one, I think Paul did 19 and then Dirk did 21. Yeah. So I just, I just outlasted him, but everyone but else. Everyone yeah. else has been out for a while. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, you know, it's just, 
uh, so many accomplishments. It's like for people to say, yeah, you know, obviously that's what they're going to say. You didn't win a championship. And it's like, you're right. I didn't. But at the same time, when they sit at home and they look at their age and you consider like, man, you can consider me an Ironman, you know, for being able to outlast and play with guys half my age and, and, and still able to compete, you know, that means as much. And that's like equivalent to, no, nah, I'm not gonna say equivalent to, but it's just like winning the championship because there's a lot of guys at 35 to 45 year old uh, age that probably couldn't do this. And, 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 you know, so I'm, I'm thankful for that because, you know, you can win all the championships and, and, and only play a few years. And if you're fortunate enough, but I'm able to play 22 years, which is like historic in itself, which is unbelievable accomplishment. Like you said, Marcus, like when you look back, you know, you don't you don't try to toot your horn. But like I sometimes I sit there and just like, how was I able to do this at 15 years in the league? I said that would well coming in. I said, I want to play 15 years. I don't know why I got like you said, I got to 15 years and like I could play two more. I feel great. It got to 17. I could play two more. And then that's kind of how it, it kind of ended up in 22. And, and like you said, when it's just time, you, you you know. And I didn't, I had no clue how I would feel. That's why I asked you that question about knowing if it was time. And you just know, you know, you just say, hey, my time is up. I've had a great career. And 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 I feel that. And I'm going to miss it. And I, sometimes I still feel like I can play the game, but uh, you know when it's time. And, uh, who's the greatest Tar Heel of all time? I mean, I'm going to still give it to MJ. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to That's MJ. a controversial question. No, nah, he, he's he's oh, the goal. Well, well, no, what he's I meant to say was, I should have said collegiately. Oh man, ah, that's tough. Who would you give it to? <laughs> <laughs> Who would you give it to? Because, because I'm like, man, it, that's tough. Because MJ, MJ won a championship. I think he was yeah. national player of the year his last year, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, who who outside of that? Come on, man. They ain't coming ahead. So many great players, man. Phil, Phil Ford could, could go down. Yeah, Phil Ford, man. Come on. Phil was, Phil was amazing back in the day. J- James Worthy was unbelievable in college as well. And, and so was Antoine. Because if you look at the, the guys, on our, so they, they he, National Player of the Year, there's only, a, there's only like five guys that's actually completely retired. Uh, I know Antoine and, and, and MJ. I want to say maybe... Bill Cunningham. There's a few, I, I'm I'm not sure, but there's like five guys that you cannot wear their jersey at all. I, I made the second. I made the second row, so uh, <laughs> uh, you can still. There's guys who can still wear 15, but 33 and 23 for sure. You can't wear it anymore. Hey Vince, I mean, when I look at your career, though, I, few players have graced the court, the hard court, played at such an altitude, mentally, physically and left such a mark on the game. And I put you in that Barry Sanders category. There's a lot of guys. I mean, Dr. J is that, you know, there's a lot of guys. I see some nice dunks, right? And I see some nice runs, but when Barry Sanders, uh, I get up, right? Right, correct. You know, the pro, you right. go like, oh, you know, yeah. only guys that don't play, they get off the bench so they can be seen and stuff. But guys that play like <laughs> pretty good. Right, right. You I mean, everybody had to get up, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Thank so, you. I put you in that highlight wise, that Barry Sanders category, man. Because Barry was like a human. I enjoyed that coming. Yes, he was. I enjoyed <laughs> that company. He was. You got away with words. I agree with that. Welcome to the league. 
we'll go ahead and get to our last segment, which is called Welcome to the League, where our guest tells us when they knew that they had made it. Um, we like to hear an embarrassing moment, maybe when, you know, we talk about in basketball when you got, got dunked on or he was blocked. And then a, a moment maybe when you realize like, wow, I really made it. I'm really doing this. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Ready. <laughs> I would hear no, this. Well, no, well, I, I listen here. I, I, I was fortunate, guys. You know, obviously, because I played in Los Angeles, and obviously, when you play in that city, uh, you know, you uh, you get a lot more uh, attention. You get a lot more uh, uh, scrutiny too. But you know, I get a lot of attention there. I remember my my rookie season having a fantastic year, and my second year was so so even though it was, it was still, I think, a uh, probable caliber, but my, my playoff run was, was crazy. Right. It was, it was really crazy. Right? So I go into, uh, you know, I get 121 against uh, the Steelers and one, 154 against the Seattle Seahawks. And then obviously we're going to the Super Bowl, right? The Raiders did things a little differently, right? They weren't like most teams, right? So we had rental cars. Uh, this was my first Super Bowl. I didn't know any better. So we had rental cars throughout the week, right? And so now it's, you know, it's you go to practice, you practice hard, and, you know, you take your car back to the hotel and stuff. And now it's game time. So now uh, the night before the game, and I don't know if, you know, this has ever happened to you. I had one of the all-time. I don't know if it was like rim 25 or something sleep, you know what I mean? It was just, it was off the charts, man. I was just... When I got up, I think, you know, it's just, you know, I, they never touched the ground. I was just walking on air, you know what I mean? And uh, we ended up getting ready to go to uh, the stadium. It was my, uh, it was Otis McKinney, who was a defensive back. He and I went together. I'm driving. He's in the passenger seat. So we pull up to the stadium, right? Where's the Super Bowl this year? This is yeah, this was in Tampa, right? Oh, okay. This, is, <laughs> this was in Tampa, right? And it was the old sombrero, I think, right? So we pull up to the stadium, and, and, and there's a parking attendant, and it says, uh, excuse me, uh, where the players park? She said, uh, well, do you have a parking pass? And I said, no. She said, well, you can't get in. And I said, no, seriously, I'm playing with the Raiders, and, um, <laughs> and I, need, I, need to get, I need to get in today's game. And she said, well, you don't have a parking pass, you can't get in. And I said, excuse me, man. Listen, my name is Marcus Allen. Like, like I thought she would know that. She said, right. <laughs> <who> you are. <laughs> if you don't have a parking pass, you can't get in. So, Vince, what I did was I looked at Otis McKinney and I backed up, pulled the, uh, the car against the curb. I looked at him again. He looked at me. He grabbed his bag. I grabbed my bag. We took off running to the locker room. And to this day, I don't know what happened to that rental car. So at one moment, it was embarrassing because I thought like, hey, my name is Marcus Allen. That would get me in, right? And she's like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, nah, bro. I don't care who you are, right? And then the next moment, we like, we, we left the, we left the rental car there and we took our run into the locker room. Wow. Wow. Did you ever like, I mean, I know times were different then, but like check your bank account or something to see if like you had gotten charged for a whole car or anything? No, no. But I do remember when I got my, my Super Bowl check, it was for zero dollars. Well, we didn't get we didn't get paid uh, paid a lot back then, but I just remember uh, it was you know because of all the expenses and so I, I and I don't think it was rent a car, but because I brought in my parents and I bought all the tickets and everything and, and it was worth it. So but that I paid really, for all my, that. 
my check has been zero dollars for the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> Wow. Man, that'd be great to, to for somebody when they see this to kind of hit us up and be like, hey, I could tell you what happened to that car. I had to take it back. You know, that, <laughs> that would be dope. That would be cool to hear like to get a closing for that. Yes, I would like to know what happened to the car. We might have to investigate this uh, further. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the slightest idea. Well, just remember, that was post, uh, like actually pre-9-11, so they would have, you know, if it happened then, they would have shut down the whole game. And, right. You know, everything yeah, else. for sure. For that sure. Was, that was pre-9-11, so I, I guess people just like, well, left the keys in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody somebody got them a new car. I just figured, yeah, somebody, it said, I think, I can't remember what the rental car company came from, but the name was on the back, so it's like, you know, they just come and get it. They call somebody, and I'm sure they came, came and got it, so. So when she sees you guys, did, did she see you guys run in, or you, like, she turns her head and y'all just take off? No, she saw us running, but we weren't. <laughs> I mean, come so on. So she probably, she probably called and said, okay, you know, this happened, and and, that it's, and she probably said whose car it was. Maybe yeah, I wasn't gonna let her stop me from getting right. Right, you know, I heard I, that. I, I had business to attend to. Right? Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's crazy. That is hilarious. Well, that is a very great story to end on, Vince. Do you have any more questions for Marcus before we close? No. Thank you very much. I mean, this is legendary. Um, obviously, I got the opportunity to meet Marcus in in Tahoe, the golf tournament, and you know, just Wait, who walked up to who? I came up to you, man. Come on, man. Stop oh, it. I, I, I know. Just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell everybody. But no, wait, it was wait, just... Wait, it was no, just a, I wanted to meet you. Man, stop it. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. You know? Hey, listen here. I, listen, I'm a humble person, dude, and I recognize talent, dude. <laughs> Thank you. And you know what? But but also, the person. I mean, you know, uh, I always tell people, and I think you know this, too. I mean... Everybody plays basketball, right? I mean, there's a lot of people with basketball. A lot of people, a lot of people play football and stuff. But I mean, you know, I, I, I try to treat people well. You know, that's that's really what it's all about. And so, I, I and if you were listening, no matter how talented you were, if you were a jerk, but you were, you know, you were you were a great person. Thank you. So, you know, that's that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, and, and that's what it's like. It's kind of one of those things, you know, meeting you. It was like game, recognized game. And, you know, I was very appreciative, you know, to get to kind of talk with you and, you know, took a picture with your kids. Yeah. On, 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 yeah right, right before our round. Yeah, so it was cool. It's just been great to actually call your friend. And we, you know, we text here and there just to keep yeah. it in touch. And it's, it's just pretty, it's been, it's been a pleasure, obviously, talking with you and having you on. So thank you. A pleasure's mine. I enjoyed it, man. Anytime you need me, bro. Thank you. I have to add to that really quick, Marcus, when people ask me the best part about working with Vince so much, um, you know, like, does he have all this money or, you know, like they want to see something like that. And I tell them the coolest thing about working with Vince is that he's just a regular guy in yeah. half man, half amazing's body. You know, like he literally <laughs> like if I didn't know, you know, I would just think he was a really tall, regular person because he treats me the same way he treats everyone else, you know, around whether it's his teammate, a coach, you know, a child, whatever. So that's one thing I love about Vince. and. That's the only compliment you're getting. <laughs> That's all I take. That's it. Hey, I'm going to project this onto him, right? Just because you've done more than someone doesn't make you better than someone. And I think mm. that's how it is. So, man. Yes. People need to hear that. That was great. I need to write that down. Yes. Athletes need to hear that. Yes. You On that anytime, note, thank bro. you so much. Hopefully I see you in the links. You will. Oh, I'll yeah. be in touch. I'll be in touch. All right. All right. You got it, man. Take care.